Everybody, welcome back to another, and I do mean another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. You got me in the conservative outfit today because I just feel it's fall. It's conservative weather. I appreciate my guests. I appreciate my audience. We have an amazing, I mean, it's going to be super lit. Sometimes you just need a fun episode. We have an amazing episode that we're actually going to review the Back to the Future franchise. You can't even talk about the 80s. And not mention Back to the Future. So I brought back on the subject matter professional when it comes to all (laughs) movies, shows, entertainment. If you haven't seen Connect with TV Lovers, Movie Lovers Unite podcast, it is the best podcast out there when it comes to that. There's no other film critic, media, review analyst, uh, commentary, subject matter professional better than John. He is the best. Thanks, he man. gets the movies before we get them and he gets to break it down. But before that, before we get into that, if you want to continue to see amazing influencers like John, you have to do two things. You got to connect with me on YouTube at what? CV space K. That stands with Cody Vernon Kelly. And you can support a brother at this. I guess that. But you can also you can also connect with me on Instagram at cvmk33. I almost forgot my Instagram handle is right in front of me. Don't feel bad. I get I when I plug my stuff and everything, I forget sometimes too. <laughs> like you know what? It's the link's right there. You can just go to the link sometimes. Yeah, look, it, it is what it is on this show. But with that being said, John is a good friend of mine. He yeah, I asked him to be back. He was like, I got you. John, how are you doing today, man? Let doing let the good. people know what you've been up to because you've been doing some major stuff. Yeah, man. Like, for instance, I've been part of the Hollywood Shorts Film Festival that's taking place over in Hollywood, mm-hmm. California for the past two weeks. I've been busy doing that. I have actors, directors, independent actors and actresses and directors with their short films. Some of them are seven minutes long. Sometimes they're 30 minutes long. Sometimes they're 40 minutes long. And I do reviews. I did reviews on that. And matter of fact, you can find that on my channel, Movie Lovers Unite, as well. Um, also, too, we actually did a review on Squid Game. That's also the new Netflix movie, uh, TV series that just aired. And we did about three episodes. We reviewed like three episodes. We didn't go into the third episode because I didn't watch it at that time. But we did like a small non-spoiler version of it. But you can also find that on the audio podcast as well at Movie Lovers Unite. But yeah, I've been busy though. It's just crazy busy at how hard I've been working at it with special. Here's the thing. I would go on ahead, do two shows in one night, and then also two drop two episodes either the same day or the day or the next day because I didn't want to feel like, you know, that I'm doing a disservice to my fans and stuff like that and to my subscribers. So I would go on ahead and drop two episodes at one time, like an Eminem album, basically. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <from LA. laughs> like, but yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the flow of things and review Back to the Future just to do something fun with you. Um, it's been a while since, it's been a minute since we've done it. The last one we did was Home Alone 2. I had fun on that. Mm-hmm. So thank you for having me back. Oh, uh, no problem. No problem, man. Look, we're getting into Back to the Future. First of all, before I go there, John has a sponsorship that, you know, I don't he he got this. I know it's on his. I'll allow him to say that later, but he just got picked up by a major sponsor. So shout out to John doing big things Thank over there. Man. But look, back to the future. You cannot mention 80s nostalgia. There are certain films that set the precedent for the decade. This movie changed, I would say, not not cinematography, but it changed uh uh a fun, you know, like activity, interest. Um, 
I would say it almost set the stage for like a kind of a Marvel Cinematic Universe in a sense. Uh, it was ahead of his time. It had some of the, I would say, best actors available at that time. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Crispin Glover, uh, Claudia Wells, and Thomas Wilson as Biff. Right? <laughs> I mean, from an, uh, protagonist to antagonist to hero to bully, this had all the themes, and it captured really I think 80s America, right? Kind of down pat. And then the traveling back in time, this launched a movement, a cultural movement. If you talk about the Nikes, the lace-up Nikes yep. that are now selling like at $1,000, you're talking about the hovercrafts, you know, you're talking about DeLorean, you know, it, it launched a movement globally. So I wanted to review this film and I wanted to get the initial thoughts. John, when you think of Back to the Future, what pops into your mind? The first thing that comes to my mind is the DeLorean, of course, of course, also to being introduced to this film by his grandfather when he was just like, you know what, the kid is tired. I'm going to go upstairs, which is really him saying that he's tired and he's just going to go in and let us sleep and watch Back to the Future or whatever movie he has on. But it was one of those movies at the time I didn't understand about the time travel or whatever. All I was invested in was, number one, the DeLorean. I was invested in Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown, and then the comedic timing between Martin McFly and also Doc Brown as well, especially when Marty's always going, oh, that's heavy, Doc. That's heavy. And Doc is like, what's heavy? What? I don't get you. I don't feel you on that. What, what do you mean that, that that's heavy? You kids, mm -hmm. that's all you guys say. And then also, too, the electric guitar at the very beginning, whenever Marty yeah. is over there with the electric guitar, and he cranks up the amps, and all of a sudden he just flies back. This film is filled with awesome actors, awesome characters. The characterization of each character and stuff like that is really cool, too. And also, too, the whole entire thing of the fact that you can get erased if you're in everything, and he has to do this in a certain point in time, or otherwise he's gone forever. There is no McFly's or anything like that. That's also another thing that's kind of horrifying in a sense because of the fact that he has to do this at a certain time. Otherwise, he's gone. No, you're absolutely right. Look, it really set precedent for fantasy film, right? We're going to actually show a clip. We're going to only show 10 seconds of it because I don't want to get flagged for our copyrights. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to show enough of it. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned. It's 88 miles per hour. Look, this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate film. Uh, first of all, there are certain films that are sacred. 
you should not remake certain films. I think Back to the Future is one of those films. Like I was sitting there watching it and I was like, man, Michael J. Fox. And it's crazy. He has the, the portable kind of like, you know, video camera. Uh, and I was like, you know, first of all, people just didn't have portable video cameras in the 80s, not even in the 90s. You know, that became more of a like a 2000s thing. Um, but now it would be shot on somebody's phone. Like if you were sitting there, you'd just be like this. And I yeah. thought about it, how much the advancement of technology would almost take away from the film now. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it would be too, to me, if they would reboot it into today's time, the technology would actually be top notch. Yes. But also too, if you would go ahead and have this in a 2021 kind of realm with updated technology, it just doesn't fit the overuse of the technology. Wouldn't have that feel of a back to the future film or anything like that either. To me, I think it would be oversaturated to be honest, but yep. Here's the thing, though. I wouldn't have mind if they went on ahead and did a McFly family type of movie where you have Marty and his family together, and there's something that has to be going back in time and doing it that way as a, you know, as a continuation. But for me, too, I also feel like, you know, three movies, I think we're good. I mean, I got this. I got the story. I got the story that I needed to be told in three films. I don't feel like they need to continue on any more than what they did. I don't feel like this film needs to be rebooted. I feel like the effects is still good. I feel like they still stand out despite the age and everything. And also, too, I remember going into Universal Studios uh, and everything. I'm actually riding in the DeLorean mm-hmm. and, and that uh, VR car that they had at that time. But this film, like you said, Vernon, I mean, this this film does not need to be rebooted at all. I think it's great the way it is. No, it is. I, I think that... You're absolutely right. The advancement of technology would cheapen the film's experience. A, because where do you go? You know, like um, we're going to show a clip uh, when the uh, Michael J. Fox and uh, Christopher Lloyd were on the Jimmy Kimmel show in 2015. And he said, they must have flying cars in the future. And Jimmy Kimmel was like, no, we never figured that out. Right? right. And the reality is now we're starting to figure it out. But it's almost... It becomes when you go too far into the future, it becomes like um, a different universe, right? And then now I think because we've been privy to the Marvel uh, multi-universe thing, which by the way I saw, um, I saw Venom on Saturday, and How that was, was interesting. That's another show. It was, it was right, 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 right. Okay, I right. It's a little disappointing. Okay. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but <laughs> you know, because of all of that, it would create what I would call like a drop of expectation, right? Because right. are you going to go like Star Wars that far into the future? Are you going to go like um, you know, I, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, futuristic films, the, the problem with futuristic films struggle now is because they can't relate to the audience that is in this present setting, right? You can be high tech and not be set in the future. And I think that's one of the reasons why Back to the Future needs to stay as it is. And I love it. I, you know, and but I would not want to see it a reboot. I would not want to see anybody try to portray Michael J. Fox's character or Christopher Lloyd's. And I'm not even saying there aren't actors who could do it. You know, I think of Ryan Reynolds or, you know, I don't know, a couple people like, that can, yeah. Right. I feel like if they put Ryan, don't get me wrong, I love Ryan Reynolds, but I feel like if you would put him in that Michael J. Fox role, 
it'll be too comic-y. It'll be too slapstick. Deadpool. With this one, with this one, yeah, Deadpool means Back to the Future, which is right. something that I do not want to see. I'd rather Ryan Reynolds be in his own lane with this film. No offense to Ryan Reynolds fans or anything right. like that. I just here's the thing. Yes, it's a slapstick comedy in a sense, but at the same time, you're dealing with drama. You're dealing with all this other emotion. Not saying that Ryan Reynolds is not capable of it. Right. I just don't want it to be on that kind of level of a Deadpool or anything like that. I want the if they're gonna do it and reboot it, if they ever did decide to do it, which they already said they're not. Um, I would actually just go and find the next actor that can actually bring the same level of acting skills that Michael J. Fox was able to bring, but not do a reincarnation version of what Michael F J. Fox did. Do their own interpretation of what the character Marty McFly is. Right, right. Well, look, we covered that. What went wrong? I always bring this up. I know when we talked about the Home Alone franchise, we talked about what went wrong. We covered what went right uh, with the franchise. I'm going to start it off. I think what went wrong with the franchise, um, they, I can't say it was a, a directing thing. I can't say it was a script thing. I can't say it was an, an, uh, the actor's thing. I really think that they found the secret of success they found the secret of winning and they ended it you know like when you think of like movie franchises now like fast and furious which has like 100 films you know and the reality is they've gone too long you know they're probably about six seven films overdue right like too right. long right <laughs> probably should have stopped at number three four you know one of those two right. they should have stopped and probably probably f5 that's where the last going but They've gone too long, and now with Back to the uh, Future, it's like because they ended it and they ended it so well. That's why they that's that's where they went wrong. They had enough. They had enough like momentum and juice to squeeze out a fourth one. What are your thoughts? I here's the thing. I feel like they destroyed the DeLorean. They told what they needed to tell in three films. Like I said before, I think that it's great on a three-film level. You don't get fatigued at the franchise or anything. You get closure with the characters, with Marty and Jennifer. They both become married. They both have their kids. The future for them is actually to a close. And unless something else mistakenly happens and everything, there's there's no other story to be told and everything. And I would, like I said before, I'm okay if they go ahead and do a continuation if they chose to do so now. But how would you do that now? But I feel like this. Three films is enough for me to say I love the franchise as is. I don't need to see any more. Just put a stamp on it and let's be done and everything. Because having a franchise as long as it did, like you mentioned before, with uh, nine films with Fast and the Furious. And I get the ridiculousness of Fast and the Furious. It's just a good popcorn filled time, two and a half hours of just shoving popcorn in your face. Please. And basically, people can get fatigued of it. We've seen it with Transformers. We've seen it with other films where it goes from this to going down to the bottom of the barrel because people are just fatigued of certain franchises. And how many is too many to the point where people just don't want to go out and check out an, another film? With this, I feel like if they did a fourth, a fourth movie, they'd be like, well, what's the story? What's What's why is Marty back? Why what's the hmm. adventure that I'm gonna have with Doc Brown? What where is this going? Because the DeLorean was actually destroyed. Doc Brown is now married. He got the woman that he's wanted, that he right. wanted. 
he's Marty's uh, future is now is now intact and cohesive. Everything is wrapped up in a nice little bow, and I feel like that's where you just need to leave it at is three films, and that's it. That's just me, though, and my take on it. Yeah, you could you could do it, but you would have to end. You would have to do it like like you said. Um, either Doc Brown is you know you'd end his character somehow, and basically a relative, a, a child, you know rediscovers how to build a DeLorean or rediscovers how to, you know, institute, you know, the time machine with one point, uh, what is it? 1.31 gigawatts, you know, like, yeah. a, right. Of, of uranium or vibranium, you know, and then you could go forward. You could almost do it like they did Jumanji. But my hesitation is if you go that route and you don't, lock down the casting you're going to create an utter failure right because people have in their mind you know marty marty is michael j fox you can't change somebody's perception of who marty is it's just like iron man is robert downey jr doesn't matter who you cast next iron man is rdj thor is chris hemsworth right so trying to recapture that magic that element of just like oh man of pure just uh, uh, excitement. I'm not saying I wouldn't go see it. If I saw a reboot of it, I would go see it because I'm that interested and I'm that old. But I know in my heart of hearts, the casting is going to be pivotal uh, to the success of this. Most definitely, because we've seen it in the new Ghostbusters reboot that they did. And here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with the woman that they chose. It's just the course and direction that they decided to go in at that time. And also, too, the PR was actually really bad with it because they didn't know what timelines that they wanted to use. They didn't know what they wanted to do. They gave us force cameos. And if they did th- that way fast, not fast, do this way back to the future with force cameos from Doc Brown, force cameos from Michael J. Fox, and one note cameos, it's not going to work. It's going to no. feel, it's going to feel the pressure of what the Ghostbusters reboot went through. And also, too, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to change subjects, but with the what they should have done with the Ghostbusters reboot was this: they should have went ahead and went into the direction of putting them in China, in the Great Wall, taking them out of the element of New York. Gotcha. Just and put them put in, them in China, <laughs> where ghosts are actually haunting everybody. And also, too, let this be about the granddaughters taking over the business versus them doing a whole and completely different casting choices of what they were doing. But so you don't me. You don't have any faith in the reboot? Oh, I love this new one that they have out for Afterlife. I think Afterlife right. looks fantastic. But I know uh, you're talking about the one that they tried to do and then now right. they're rebooting was like a yeah, pre- yeah I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It did. But they have to explain that one. <laughs> and here's the thing, I don't want that to be the same repercussion that a reboot of a of Back to the Future is. Because if you do forced cameos, if you, the audience knows that it's forced and everything, they're not going to go back and see it again. They're like, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I don't. And they're going to be crapping all over it. And then it's going to get to the point where bullying on Twitter, the actors who played and portrayed certain characters in a certain way that was different than what was portrayed in the original, uh, original movies, it's going to be the same way again. And therefore, that's why another reason I feel like this doesn't need to be rebooted because of the fact that, you know, 
what if my perception of Marty is different than what they put on the screen? Yeah, I'm going to be aggravated at the fact that, you know, this is what they gave me, if it if it feels. But sure. here's the thing, though. Every fil film is designed to fail at some point or another. There's no – you have to take a chance on a gamble. Is this the movie that I would actually feel safe and take a gamble on? Probably not. But I see it. Yeah, I'll go check it out. <laughs> but – but, you know, I'm not the type of person that will go on Twitter and bash somebody for their performance or anything because of maybe the course of direction that was given to them on the script. Because I'm a grown adult. I don't need to go ahead and bully somebody online. But still. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like that with this, it's going to have that same audience where they're going to threaten people. They're going to go ahead and try and cancel them. They're going to try and do anything that they can to basically just be douchebags towards others yeah because their interpretation of what that character is and what they saw and they witnessed as kids is not going to represent the same thing that they see in this reboot if they mm -hmm. do a reboot but still that's just my perspective and everything but i just i just love it with three films i like the western atmosphere with the third film that's i true. like that um the 80s thing i mean it man uh the 80s thing I love, I love the ADS back to the Back to the Future two, and everything. And I also liked the Almanac of the two thousand fifteen Almanac. Yes, yes. <laughs> Everything about that is so nostalgic and so eighties that I love it. And I eat that up, mm -hmm. and everything you know. <laughs> but uh, go on ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go. No, you good. We got one more, one more amazing trailer uh, just to give an update. I like this because I kind of it was a great tie in. Uh, and a great bridge. Uh, shout out, special thanks to ABC. Hopefully, they let me run this and not cancel. <laughs> Take this down. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you gotta give, you know, yeah. According to my calculations, this is the year 2015, Marty. The future. <laughs> oh, 2015, that, that's, that's heavy. All, All these people have gotten in a flying car. car. Uh, no, no, yeah, you, you know what? We never figured out flying cars, actually. We never did figure that out. Jimmy Kimmel, first of all, is underrated. I like Jimmy Kimmel, but I'm no, he's right. <laughs> he's like, we never figured out flying cars. <laughs> we're, we're trying to figure it out, though. Uh amazing film amazing um era amazing screenwriting amazing just nostalgia some things need to just be left the way that they are i sometimes by redoing it you ruin it but not always case because this is what it is we're gonna throw a bonus matrix resurrection i didn't tell john about this but i saw the trailer and my mind is blown because I've been waiting for this film for 20 years. <laughs> right oh, speaking of which, 
I got something I need to tell you though too. We yeah. Frenchie and I analyzed the trailer and broke down the trailer on what we thought and gave our analogy of what that what we think is going to happen in this next um next movie. Uh huh. We I actually have the audio version on there right now and then also the video version of it. So we actually took the time, paused each section, talked <laughs> about it, analyzed it, plus press played again. And did and did um, a whole analyzation of the trailer of what we think is going to happen. Jeez. I think that you're going to be kicked out over it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, man. Because look, Matrix Four. I don't. First of all, seeing Keanu Reeves back in action is is a net. You know, he's he's like he's an acting just like because you don't get to see him all the time, right? Like he never overdoes it. Uh, no. Seeing the cast back, the only disappointment I had from the trailer was that Lawrence Fishburne was not in the film. Right. And and I don't know why. It could have been a scheduling thing. It could have been anything. But, you know, like, I haven't found a good reason why he, Morpheus, the real Morpheus, is back. So. Well, we have a little bit of we, – we actually analyzed it a little bit and thinking that maybe this is a new program or something that's within the Matrix itself. So we we actually went deep. We, we went deep on we this went one. Deep. We went deep. Right, I believe because, it. Because here's another thing. If you look at Neil Patrick Harris's glasses, they're mm -hmm. blue. Oh, they are. Yeah. And I didn't notice that until Frenchie brought that up. Then there's also patterns of the girl with the blue hair that's in there, too. There's little nods to the blue that's pill true. in this. That's, that's true. So, like I said, we did a deep dive, man. We did a deep dive on it and everything. We paused it. We paused a few seconds of the trailer. We went into the analyzation of the trailer. It was about an hour-long show, but it was perfect. Hey, it the Matrix, the Matrix is it's a staple. It is, um, it is, it literally changed. It changed filming forever. It, it changed filming forever. Uh, so I totally, uh, totally agree. And the the trailer, man, I'm looking forward to it. It was great to see the uh, actress that played Trinity. And it just kind of see the whole just makeup, Neil Patrick Harris. I mean that I'm 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 amazed that there's enough good content out there to form a formidable film, right? Like, you know, sometimes you think like, well, after you know three you know real in depth films, you know, it's been 15 plus years, you know, there's no interest anymore. But the reality is the interest never went away. You know, The Matrix is. That and because it is is what it is, we're gonna share it. <laughs> we're gonna give a sneak peek. Uh, I think in thirty seconds. I'm Alex, you seem particularly triggered right now. Can you tell me what happened? I had dreams that <laughs> Am I crazy? We don't use that word in here. Have we met? One pill makes you larger, and one pill makes you small, and the ones that mother gives you don't do anything for the Alice in the Wonderland. 
Look, this movie is about <laughs> to restart the conversation of what great films are made of. And what I like about this, I think it's time to pivot away from superhero movies. Not like completely, but I think we're getting overfed. Uh, and because we're getting overfed so much because of the Marvel Universe, even though I like it, but right now, there just needs to be a new element, a new, you know what I'm saying, something that can reel us, you know, and I think the Matrix kind of does it, even though you could argue and say that, you know, uh, Neo's a hero, but at the same time, I just think that a, a shift away from, you know, Marvel, not like Marvel, but just a shift away just from shift the away whole. away from the comics and give us something original. For yeah, change, just a, for just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, but look. My man, John, has been amazing. He's allowed me this 30 minutes, man. I appreciate John. Tell him where you connect with him. Tell him about your new sponsor. Tell him about how you blowing up over there, man. Okay, so I have a new sponsor. As a matter of fact, the sponsorship is going to start on October 11th, and it's going to be called Manscaped. If you don't know what Manscaped is, your balls are going to thank you for it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's Manscaping. Manscaped 3.0. It comes with everything you need, an LED light to actually see all the hard-to-reach areas when you're shaving your balls. You don't want to nick your balls because nicking your balls is not fun. But that's where, you, that, and matter of fact, you also don't want to trim your balls like a like a bonsai tree either. So you know, taking very care careful, making sure that it's not a jungle down there. That's actually a perfect way to manscape. But yeah, I actually have a sponsorship that starts on <laughs> that actually starts on uh, October 11th, and it ends on November 11th. So go on ahead, get yourself a 20% uh, code whenever I drop that coming up on October 11th. So how can you guys go on ahead and get that code? That's easy. Just go on ahead and go over to YouTube over there and subscribe over there at Movie Lovers Unite over there. And then, of course, you guys can get an audio-only podcast of our episode, the mini episodes that we do over there at Movie Lovers Unite. And you guys can find that wherever you guys get your podcast from. And then, of course, if you guys want to go on ahead, follow me on Movie Lovers, Movie Lovers Unite, TV Lovers Unite on Facebook. And then the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. And also, too, if you want to donate to the page, all you have to do is gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Donate $5, 10 to our podcast. If you guys can't, that's understandable. A simple like, a simple share, a simple subscribe goes a long way. Smash that little bell at the very bottom. Also on Vernon's channel and, of course, on mine to allow you let you know that we have something new coming out so that you're not, not subscribing in the shadows and thinking that we don't have any new content when we do and then of course you guys can go on ahead and follow me on twitter at movie lovers unit over there if you want to reach out to me and want to be on the show if you're a sponsor yourself just go on ahead and reach out to me at movie lovers unite at gmail.com and of course guys thank you thank you Vernon, for allowing me to come on the show and talk about right. back to the future a little bit just converse with you a little it was it's always fun doing this with you a matter of fact in a few minutes, I'm going to be doing a review on um, the Sopranos prequel. Oh, uh, the Many uh, Saints of Newark. So that's going to be at eight o'clock Central Time tonight, nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific Time, and of course it'll be available the next morning. So go on ahead, check that out later on. Y'all follow John. John needs to get me back on the show. I've been on there a couple of times. I'm missing John. I'm missing Charlie. I'm missing the hey. whole gang. Get me back on the show. Let me know, man. You know, I'll be on. Yo, John has an amazing sponsorship. Manscaped, holla at your boy, though. You know, I will. I would love, I would love to get sponsored. Them Bluetooth, holla at your boy, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, connect with John, subscribe. Here's the thing about subscription and following somebody it's free. 
it doesn't cost you anything. If you can't afford or whatever is going on and you don't, you know, you don't want to donate, just subscribe, follow, say, John, I like what you do. I watch it. I'm digging you, man. I'm down. And if you want to keep seeing amazing influencers like John and amazing content, you got to do two things. Matter of fact, let's do three things today. First, connect with, subscribe at the YouTube link at YouTube at CV Space K. Second thing, hit me up on Instagram at CVMK33. Follow, and you can support her brother anyway, but this is the preferred way. <laughs> I appreciate it, John. Until next time, guys. Until my guest. Thanks.